Thank you for listening. This is Israel Rebound, a podcast joining Jews in Nebraska to Israel, exploring the ties that bind us through culture, identity, and current events. I'm Alan Potash in Omaha, and I'm joined with my co-host, Liz Felstern in Jerusalem. And today's episode is our second episode of our podcast. Today, we will be discussing what happened in the Knesset this morning, which ratified the 36th government of Israel. Liz, are you uh, on the edge of your seat today? How did it go? I have been on the edge of my seat for the past several hours. Yes, this was a this was a busy and exciting day. It was historic for Israel. Um, it's a transfer of power that happened uh, peacefully, although there was a little rowdiness in the halls of the Knesset today. What's your overall take of what happened today? Yeah, it was definitely peaceful in the sense that it was not violent, but I would not describe it as calm. There were uh, multiple members of the Knesset who were thrown out of the room uh, during the opening talks. And all throughout the evening, there was a lot of jeering and yelling and people not letting each other speak. And the Speaker of the Knesset repeatedly having to ask members to sit down. Uh, It looked a lot more like a rowdy classroom on a day where there's a substitute teacher than it did like the halls of government and how we think, you know, about our democracy should be comporting itself. So um, what, can, can you talk yeah. a little bit about why this is a historic uh, ratification of the 36th government? Uh, I mean, for a couple of reasons, right? One that um, Bibi Netanyahu has been the prime minister of Israel for 12 years. That is the longest sitting prime minister the country has ever had. And, you know, there are many people in this country that that is the whole of their memory of what politics can look like. Um, and, And to some extent, he also has now ended his time being prime minister. I am at a point where he was still quite popular, right? This was a very close election. And so it is not easy for people and his supporters and particular members of Knesset who are of his party or other parties that wanted to to be with him in a coalition to to accept this. It's a very big change. So last week we spoke about the need to build a coalition from eight different parties to get the majority of 61 votes in order to build the government. Today, we learned that the number of votes uh, turned out to be 60 versus 59. So they didn't reach the 61, but they still had one vote majority. Um, Correct, which, yeah, which means that this um, coalition unity government will go into effect they will place the ministers in all of Israel's various ministries. Um, you know, Naftali Bennett will now be the prime minister of Israel. He is now the prime minister of Israel. He's already been sworn in. They do it very quick. They vote and swear in in the same meeting um, uh, for the next two years. And then it will rotate and Yair Lapid presumably will then become the prime minister of Israel for two years. And all of this is on the one hand said and done, and on the other hand, it's very precarious because it only lasts as long as those 60 members of Knesset 
continue to want to work together um, and don't feel that they would be better served either by some other constellation of members of Knesset or by another election. Right. The the process this morning um, of those that opposed the coalition and supported, continued to support uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, the tone of their comments were very harsh. And then you also heard people who didn't support the coalition, but didn't support Netanyahu also, and their language was also fairly um, harsh. But those that are supportive of the coalition were very hopeful, talked about the need to heal the country, to bring the country together, and that by having this diverse coalition, that Israel was able to start fresh and be hopeful to really meet the needs of the country. Do you agree with that? I think there's a lot of reason for hope. I mean, when you have um, Arab members of Knesset standing up and saying that they believe that Yair Lapid is a magician, was the word that was used, in the most positive sense of the word, that he has created this completely unexpected and new scenario where parties from all ends of the political spectrum have decided that they want to work together in the ways that they can to move the country forward. That's a very hopeful message. And, you know, how much governing they will actually be able to do, it, it's hard to know. And we're going to have to wait and see. But there is a lot of goodwill. And, and I think hopeful is very much the right word. I think I, I think the tone was very positive, very hopeful. We also know that, as you said earlier, it's a fragile coalition and that it only mm -hmm. takes a couple of people to say, I'm not happy anymore. And the confidence in the coalition folds and they go into another election. Um, yeah. But, now, yeah. Right? Now, I also think that the the longer that this coalition does hold together, the harder it will be for one of those few people to decide that they want to defect, right? Because the longer this coalition holds together, the more it proves that it actually can work, that it actually can do something, then those one or two people who decide that they want to walk away and throw their toys back in the sandbox and, and ruin the whole thing are going to take a lot of flack for that. So, you know, personally, I would say that I'm hopeful that this coalition does stay together, does pass a budget in the next 100 days as they are meant to do in a country that has not had a new budget for two and a half years now. Um, I, I hope that they're able to do those things and sort of build that momentum that makes that threat of one or two people deciding that they're going to, you know, pack it all in on everybody else's behalf less and less likely. What do you think the first order of business for this new government will be? Um, well, passing that budget is going to be a big one and it's not just one thing, right? It's, it's huge because it means working across all of the different ministries, um, which now these, these ministers that have just been, that's still going on right now, by the way, right? As, as we are talking, the various ministers are still being sworn in one after the other. Um, they all need to learn up their positions, except for a couple who actually are continuing with the same portfolio that they held before, but the majority are new. And they're going to have to learn up these new offices and very quickly 
figure out and take good counsel and 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 know what kind of you know budget decisions would best serve their ministry. Um, and and it'll be a really big test for how this coalition can work together if they can work together. So what happens to Prime Minister Netanyahu after today? So, you know, he is now officially the head of the opposition. He is still a member of Knesset. He will still have um, all the privileges of a member of Knesset. He will still have his security detail, though not quite of the size that it is when one is the um, uh, prime minister. Um, I, I am not sure what happens with him in terms of the criminal allegations and and things that are uh, sort of waiting in the wings. It's possible that one of the things that the Knesset will attempt to do is pass a law that would effectively make Netanyahu or anybody else with that level of um, ongoing criminal uh, indictments ineligible to hold either uh, to hold a ministry of any type, including prime minister, or to run in new elections. That's something that's been talked about. Whether they'll they'll make that a priority and whether it will pass, unclear. So we'll we'll come back and revisit this issue, I believe, in future episodes as we talk more about some of those members of the um, ministers that will be part of the Knesset, the new Knesset, uh, but also to kind of find out what happens to Netanyahu with all of this. Um, anything else going on in Israel that you want to talk about today? This was kind of it. <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, just uh, in other news, I'll say the um, we're also in a very transitional place in the country in terms of how it feels with COVID. Um, there, it's rumored to be that in the next few days, the mask mandate will be completely rescinded. And I I will say that at least from the small parts of the country that I have been in over the past week and a half, um, I've been in Jerusalem, I've been in Lod. Um, and it kind of looks like that has already happened. There, you're not seeing as many masks as you were before. Yeah, it's still in public transportation, but even indoors, even in group settings, I think Israeli Israelis have just decided they're they're done with it. And right now, that feels fairly safe, right? Our numbers are such, uh, both for vaccination and for new infections, that that doesn't feel like a crazy move. Um, but it definitely feels different, right? It's like summer used to feel free because you were, I don't know, taking off your clothes and wearing a bathing suit. And now it's like pulling off the mask. <laughs> it's a different type of summer wear. Yeah, I, that's pretty much what we're feeling in Nebraska and other parts of the country. I uh, Just watching the Knesset today, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, former Prime Minister Netanyahu, was one of the few people wearing his mask uh, the whole time. Uh, mm -hmm. And most people were not wearing it. So you get a sense inside the Knesset that people feel very safe with the way their masks were being used. I want to add one more thing before we end today's session. And that was the transfer of the, the Speaker of the Knesset role went from uh, Yaron Levy to, yeah, yeah, to Mickey Levy. Can you talk a little bit about that process? So 
Um, I don't know all that much about that process. I mean, they, there also was a vote um, and uh, similar numbers. Um, there, the way that the speaker is chosen is this whole other political thing that people like to to choose someone from within the Knesset because it like frees up another seat. I don't really understand how it works, and I don't know anything about Mickey Levy. But uh, I'll look forward to seeing more of him, and I certainly wish him the calm that Levine had before him. Because if anything could test a speaker's abilities to maintain order, tonight was it. And as chaotic as it looked, I don't know. Yariv uh, Levine seemed to keep his cool. He'd be I, a very I, good substitute teacher, I guess. <laughs> I, I would agree with that. He held court pretty well. Um, well, Liz, thank you again for your time today. And for everybody listening, this is um, Israel Rebound. And we'll continue our conversation around cultural identity and current events in future episodes. But Liz, this is an exciting day for us to be able to talk. And I look forward to more conversations around the success of the 36th government. Thanks, Alan. It's always great to chat with you.